Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, the great unretirement is upon us. So amid the news of inflation reaching a four-decade high and the forecast issuing recession watches and warnings, retirees are actually returning to the workforce or trying to make a return to the workforce. So we're going to dig... Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative, helping folks for more than 30 years. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. Silverleaffinancial.com is the website. Really encourage you to visit that. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But uh, right now, I'm just going to, hi, Kevin, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. It's, uh, you know, summertime, we got a monsoon in, this, in, in the valley, but we're doing really well. All right. Good to be here. A monsoon, is that a, is that a problem for you guys, or is that uh, is that just normal? It, it, you know what? It's actually the normal. It, it, it's uh, every summer in the, you know, great in Arizona, at least in the valley. It doesn't, you know, well, I guess it does actually extend up in the mountains. Um, you know, so yeah, every summer we get, uh, we have mon- what we call monsoon season out here, which means our normally sunny days are, are cloudy and it's humid. And it rains like almost every day, just for a little while, not really long. We had an inch and a half of rain, for instance, in one day last week, and everybody's freaking out because it was an enormous amount of rain for this area. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so on that note, let's jump in here. And and, and um, we t- you talk about the great unretirement. And, you know, Kevin, last year, it seemed all we could hear about was the great resignation, American resignation. Well, now That's everybody's right. heading back to work. And a lot of those are seniors. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's completely true. And I think that in the whole great resignations, it, it really seems to be continuing. And from, in my opinion, it, it just kind of rolls over, if you will, and, and seems to be continuing. But, but we've all heard about this inflation. We all have seen and, and paid for the inflation. And, and so we're seeing statistics uh, about this great unresignation, uh, indicating that close to 25%, almost a quarter of retirees um, have slammed on the brakes when it comes to retirement date. Uh, in other words, they're postponing their retirement. Um, I don't know if they're canceling it, but the, but at least they're postponing it for now. Uh, so we've got 25% of the current workers have decided to wait and push back their retirement date. Uh, and then we've got another one and a half million retirees 
that are actually that have actually made a return. You know, after retired, they've come back to work. Wow! And uh, so, you know, it's it's uh, um, it, it's having an impact on the economy, and that's one of the reasons why, if you guys look at the unemployment rate or the jobless rate, um, you know, it's very unusual to have a recession, for instance, when we have such high high employment. And and part of that is due to the fact a lot of retirees have gone back to work. So that that's what the offset is. Uh, well, that's one of them. Okay, one of them. <laughs> All right, because that does that's seem. one of them. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, we can get into this too, but uh, you know, we're talking about uh, recession and and whether or not there is one. Um, but but again, these are the kinds of things that that you're hearing. Are are you hearing from your clients saying I got to go back to work, or your your clients saying I'm going to stand off, I'm going to I'm going to hold off on retirement? Are you hearing that? It's you know what I haven't heard. I haven't uh, honestly. I've not heard any of my clients say anything like that. Um, the ones that are still working. You know they're they're continuing to work, and that was the plan. You know from the time we first started. Uh, you know them myself having a working relationship with them, uh, so that hasn't changed in terms of when they're going to retire. The ones that are already retired, uh, you know they've they've been very diligent. They've worked hard. They've saved a lot of money, and and so they're actually in a good position. They don't have to consider going back to work unless they unless they choose to, but it's not because they have to. All right. Well, that's a big difference. And, and again, yeah, that's a big, big difference. Let's uh, let's uh, j- we've got some great sound here and uh, we're talking about uh, unemployment. We're talking about employment. We're talking about uh, inflation and uh, AT&T CFO uh, Pascal DeRoche uh, has some says that th- there are some risks in being too quick to classify whether or not we actually are in a recession. You know, I think it's very hard to make predictions. Um, so uh, for me, what I would say just directionally is I think this will be longer. I don't know ultimately how high Fed fund rates go. But as I said, I think the Fed will have to hold here probably longer. The market's pricing in cuts in early 2023. And that feels a little premature to us, given the strength in the economy and some of that residual inflation I was talking about. He seems to nail it. I mean, I think he's got a good handle on it. And I know you're probably aware of who Pascal DeRoche is, too, Kevin, and, and that yes. he was with, um, what, what, yeah, with AT&T, he's, he's really kind of cut their debt way down. He's a, he's a mover. I mean, he's a big dude. He, he is, and, uh, and he's a very highly compensated dude. Yeah, of course. Um, you, you know, so uh, life from, sometimes the life in the ivory tower, they can look out and they can see what's happening to the rest of us, you know, relatively normal people. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, I think he's right. I think that, you know, there is the, like the Fed had another meeting, you know, this week, they did raise rates as we expected. And we've talked about, um, they raised it another 75 basis points. Yep. So that means they've done that twice now, two raises of 75 basis points each. So, so one and a half percent, uh, is what they've done in the last two meetings. And that is a lot for the Fed. Um, I don't believe they've had a move, made a move like that in something like 25, maybe 30 years. And, uh, it has happened before, but, but those are pretty big moves for the Fed. And, and, and the market right now is, uh, there's no meeting in August. Um, and the next meeting is, uh, I want to say, towards the middle or end of September. And so we'll have a lot more data that does come out between now and then. That's going to help them figure out, you know, do they need to keep on raising rates um, or, or wait a little bit. And there are some people in the market asking or, or suggesting that the Fed does wait a little bit because it takes time for all these things to, uh, I think the best way to describe it is for for these changes and rate hikes to percolate through the economy, it takes time. It doesn't, it's not instantaneous. And so it takes time to impact people. It takes time for companies to slow down hiring, but we are seeing that, right? We're seeing the big com- yes. tech companies like Google has come out and said they're pausing hiring um, and they're slowing it down. 
Uh, we've got other companies that are laying off people. Uh, of course, some of the uh, high flying tech stocks with no earnings that did really well. Um, think of things, you, you know, like uh, let's say Peloton. Um, you know, so they're laying off people, and they're and but they're for different reasons. I don't believe that some of these layoffs are necessarily due to the overall economy as much as mismanagement and over optimism within their own company. Um, you know, but I but I do think he's right. I think we have to be very careful in thinking that you know it, it's you know that it's going to be over in a matter of a few months, uh, and and then people are talking about cutting rates, the Fed cutting rates next year, and that's what. Uh, uh, you know, Pascal was referring yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. What the, what, what that means? So to, to cut, would, the, cut what, the rates back down? Yeah, to cut the rates back down because the the theory is the thinking is this: is that um, the economy is booming because of all the money that that has come into the economy. Which I want to point out, guys, was much more money went into the economy under the guy that lost. Okay, his administration pumped three point one trillion into the economy. The current administration pumped in one point nine. So the majority of the money that was pumped into the economy that is causing the inflation happened from the guy that lost. So just to be clear on that issue, a little side note, um, nobody seems to talk about it. But the, the issue is we're, we're, the Fed has raising rates now to slow down the economic growth. The fear and the thinking is that they're going to raise rates too fast, too much, and that when we get towards the end of the year and into next year, that the economy is going to have slowed down so much we will be showing going, you know, we'll be in a recession. And that in order to get us out of a recession and to keep it from getting, uh, keep the recession from getting too deep and too bad, uh, that the Fed is the theory is that the Fed is then going to have to start to cut rates again. So, so that's what they're talking about is trying trying to slice and dice this, you know, to to glide us into a smooth, soft landing, um, which means that we don't see a huge spike in unemployment, we don't see a huge, you know, uh, uh, you know, dislocation in the economy. Uh, we do expect to see some of that. The question is how bad and how severe it becomes. And, and so I think that forecasting the rates to start being cut in the first part of the year, I think is impatient. I think it's too soon. I think that's a little impatient maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there's no question that the Fed rate hikes are going to slow down the economy. It's a question of how much uh, and whether they need to continue to do additional hikes. And if they go too far, that's what the fear is about driving us in recession is that the Fed goes too far hikes rates too much, slows down the economy too much, and then we go into a bad recession. Right. Well, I mean, again, you know, well, you talk to the administration, they're, they're now trying to redefine just what a recession is. And again, oh, I, yeah. I think it's, I mean, again, they, whoever, it doesn't matter who would be in office, whoever would be, whoever is in office would be trying to do the same thing. I get it. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, we all kind of know what a recession is. We, we do. And I think that the market's already acting. You know, the market to me, the market, remember the stock market, guys, is, is, is a forward looking discounting mechanism. And so the market is taking in every single piece of news that it can find and a lot of rumors uh, from all around the world. And, and it's pricing and it prices it in immediately every day. And so to me, I think the market's already priced in a recession. Um, I think that's already baked in. And, and so, but I think what's baked in is a mild recession. I don't believe it's baked in that we have a heavy recession. Um, and, and I believe right now the market is acting like there might be another, maybe another half a point in Fed rate increases. It could be 50 basis points. It could be two quarter point moves. But right now, that's what it's looking like when you look at the, the tr- without getting too crazy into technicalities, when you look at the yield curve and things like that, um, it is inverted. Uh, the bond market at this point is actually forecasting a recession for sure. The stock market is kind of like 
I used to say whistling by the graveyard. I don't know if that's still a pro- something to say. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, but but it but it some people think the market is being too giddy, too happy, too optimistic, um, because the bond market is telling us one thing. Stocks are saying something else. And so the question is, who's right? Yeah. Well, again, that's and, and that is the question. You know, we talk about recession and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I've lived through a few of these things and, and I, I'm just not that affected by it. No. And you know what? Well, I'd say you're fortunate um, by that. And, and I, I would say the same thing. I personally haven't been, you know, it's never cost me a job or anything like that, yeah, but I'm right. self-employed. Yeah, you know, I'm self-employed. So, right. <laughs> you know, so um, I mean, every day there's something that could theoretically cause me to lose my job, um, you, you know, but I've been doing it 32 years. I'm, I think I figured it out. So um, but, you know, I think it's the people on the lower end, you know, the, the people that are on the lower end of the pay scale, um, the people that got hired, that got hired last, I guess, uh, I believe are usually the first ones to get cut if it's a company that looks at seniority, um, you know, so, so it, it hasn't, you know, I don't, uh, I, and that's part of, you know, let me, let me say, I, I think there's a lot of talk about recession. And, and I think that the reality is it, to me, it kind of doesn't matter because what matters is how is your portfolio doing? How is your personal life going? Are, are you still able to save money? And, and a lot of people have been impacted by the rising price, prices, by the inflation. They're not able to save money anymore, and we can see them racking up credit card debt. So consumers are taking on more credit card debt. We can, say that, we can see that in the data from the credit card companies. Um, we also have reports from AT&T and Verizon this week that uh, more customers are actually late paying their bill or not paying their bill at all. And, and these are signs of distress, right? So, so we are seeing signs of, signs of distress from, from uh, uh, individual consumers that are on the lower end of the income scale. And, and that is typically what's going to happen when the economy slows down, when we see inflation. And so what everyone's trying to figure out is, is that going to expand? Is it going to start to affect more people? Things like that. Um, but what I would say is, let's bring it, bring it home. Let's look at your individual situation. What you want to be looking at as you're, as you're getting ready for retirement is your own personal balance sheet, your own income statement. So we want to look at how much money you have coming in and how much is going out when you're retired. And if there's a shortfall between your guaranteed income, also known as your Social Security check, if there's a shortfall, we want to address that. And that's how I believe you can set yourself up for a good retirement. All right. And again, folks, if you'd like to uh, sit down with Kevin or have a conversation, visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin right there, send him an email, or you can give us a call. It's 800-975-6717. And we kind of getting into things, uh, you know, the, the consumer confidence uh, is is something that people are talking about as well. And, and yes. we're going to hear from uh, Calais advisor partner, Lenore L. Hawkins, um, talking about just talking about just that. I think the hard thing with this discussion around kind of broad market inflation today is that it really is out of the control of the consumer. Well, that's very true. I mean, we, we've got no control. And, and I guess to your point, Kevin, is let's bring it home. Let's let's control what we can control and, yes. you know, deal with the rest of it as it as it happens. That, that's right. And there's no question, you know, it would be uh, it'd be nice if we could control it. I'm sure nobody would have prices going up the way that they are if they no, could control it. Um, you, you know, but but we but some things are outside of our control, right? Um, so so as you said, let's focus on what we can control. And and if you if you're still working and you're figuring out your retirement budget and how much you're going to need for retirement, then I'm guess I, I guess I'm what I would say is this is a this is an awesome reminder of how important it is to factor inflation into your financial plans and into your retirement plans, because when you sit down with an advisor, they're going to have to go through and make some assumptions. They're going to have to, you're going to have to talk about and figure out 
how long your life, what's, what's your life expectancy, right? How long do you actually have to pay for retirement? So we have to figure out what I'll call an end date, if you will. That has a big variation. We don't know. If you, if you estimate too short, you could wind up having a big problem running out of money, right? And, and so the first thing we start off is life expectancy. Then we, need to, then we need to put in an estimated growth rate. We need to look at the portfolio and say, okay, is this portfolio going to grow at 4% or 5% or 6%? What's the number? So if you underestimate growth, right, yeah. that's, also, that's also potential for a big problem, right? Because you thought you'd have, uh, you know, I don't know, 8% growth and you wind up getting three. So that means you could wind up short with your retirement planning budget as well, right? Mm -hmm. and, then the, and then the third factor is inflation. We have to put in, a, put in an assumption about the rate of inflation going forward, right? So we know how much is, how much is, you know, how much is your grocery, are your groceries going to cost a year from now, three years, five years, 10 years from now, and so on. And if you underestimate inflation, that can also, that can also completely derail your plan. And so I know a lot of plans that were put together in the last 20 years used inflation estimates of around 3%, pretty much the majority of them. All right, guys, you need to pull that out, take a look at it, and, and go back over it again with your advisor or find an advisor that can go through these things with you to help you figure out how much you're going to need, how, which is how much you're going to save, right? Figure out how much you're going to need so we can start to plug those holes and make sure you have the income that you need in retirement. Because to me, that's the key. I think the key to a, a, a let's say, a blissful, happy retirement is having enough guaranteed money coming in every month that takes care of all of your bills. And I think once you can accomplish that, then you realize that the money you have in other places is more discretionary money that you can't afford to take some risk. And if you lose it, it's not going to derail your, your standard of living. And so that's how I like to do it. I want to have guaranteed income that covers everything I want to spend money on. And I want to have a cushion, not just what it costs me now. I want to have a cushion, maybe 40 or 50% more than I need right now in anticipation of inflation over the next 25, 30 years. That could be my potential retirement. I like that. That's, I mean, I love your optimism. I, I say that often, but it's true. You, you just, you got a way of helping us see things, you know, a little more logically uh, without all of the emotion, without all of the, you know, the media hammering it away. Yeah. Let's just deal with it. Let's, let's just deal with it guys. And you know what, if, if you're, if you've got at least, let's say five years to go before you retire, or maybe eight, eight or 10 years to go before you retire, that is a great, great time to sit down and let's put together a plan. Because if you've got 10 years and $100,000 saved somewhere that you can allocate towards maybe an annuity that can pay, that will pay you guaranteed income for the rest of your life. If you've got 10 years, let's say you're uh, 60 years old now and you wanna turn it on when you're 70, all right? If you put 100,000 in there, I could get you over $1,000 a month in retirement guaranteed from that $100,000, all right? You can get over 13,000 a year from a hundred grand right now because interest rates have gone up. And so the payment levels have gone up as well. All right. So compared to a year ago, the income is about 20% higher now than you could have gotten a year ago. And that's thanks to inflation actually guys. So one <laughs> positive out of this is, is an income annuity. Yeah. An income annuity. I like it. Let's, uh, let's check in with the uh, former chair of council of economic advisors, Kevin Hassett. Uh, I'm sure you know him as well, Kevin. Uh, he spoke to the state of the U S economy as uh, we are all dealing with inflation.
If you look at inflation just over the last six months, uh, and then top line inflation of the CPI is 11%, not 9%. And, and so what happens is by going back 12 months and averaging it in with today, and that's why everybody keeps getting the numbers completely wrong, because if they talk about a 12-month average, that it's better for them because inflation is lower. But inflation is startlingly high right now. Think about it. The, the things that you actually discretionarily purchase that aren't durable, like you don't buy a car every day, right? You don't buy a house every day. The things that you buy every day are right now rising at a rate of 32 percent. And that's the headline. That's why Americans are so upset. And that's why the Fed has probably got to lift rates by a whole uh, percentage point at the next meeting. And then they've got to continue at rates about that high if they want to get ahead of the curve. What do you think? Does, uh, do you agree with that? Now, this actually the, was recorded before the announcement yesterday, just for what it's worth. Uh, but, yes, again, I, he's, but he's making sense in some areas, some, some he, areas. No, no, he does. He does. And, and that's, you know, politi politicians and and, uh, and a whole bunch of other people, you know, they, they manipulate the numbers to get to, you know, to, to, to make the point that they want to make. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when he talks about averaging out the numbers because that's lower, no, no question, they all do that. Um, you know, and, and that's and that's the thing about numbers and data is that you can you can cherry pick the data to support the argument you want to make. Uh, but there's no question. Inflation is, is is higher than we've seen in, you know, decades. We all know that. All right. But I think what's important is that people, people figure out their own personal rate of inflation. All right. You don't have to trust the CPI. You don't have to trust the PPI or any other acronym for the inflation reports that come out. You don't have to trust any of the data that comes from the government. Guys, you have your own data, right? Look at your grocery bill. Look at, look at your auto insurance bill. Look at everything that you do on a monthly basis. Look at what it costs you this month versus what it costs you a year ago. And then you can determine your own personal rate of inflation. Um, if if you're out, presumably most people are, are uh, engaged in the same spending habits. I know personally, um, you know, I, I always call myself a person of habit. If I can get into the habit of going to the gym every other day, then I'm going to stick to it. And as I'm doing it, I'm really good at sticking to it. But you know what? If I get in a habit of not going to the gym, I'm really good at that too. All right. And so whatever habit personally I get in, I, I don't know what it is about my personality, but I stick with it, good or bad. Yeah. And, 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 and so I always tell myself and remind myself of that. And I say, well, Kevin, you just need to focus on good habits, right? And, 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 and so I think that if, the, if you're the same type of person and that you're, you're, you tend to have the same habits, you probably have the same spending habits, right? You pro you know, um, maybe you're not going out to eat, as, uh, maybe you're not going out to dinner as much as you did a year ago, or maybe you're traveling less or any number of other things. But guys, the point is we can all figure out our own personal rate of inflation because it's different for everybody. It all depends on what you consume, right? So if, if you travel a lot, then your inflation is a lot higher than somebody that never travels, right? Sure. Because, because you're buying the airplane tickets and renting the rental car and doing all these other things that costs have jumped you know, 20, 30, 40%. Uh, you know, so it differs for each individual. And, and so that's what I would encourage you to do. Everybody should know how much you spend every month. And you should know, I mean, off the top of your head, and you should know how much you have coming in every month. And now, maybe maybe this is uh, naive as of my part because I'm a financial guy, um, you know. So I know all the numbers. I know every penny that I spend on every bill, and maybe that's crazy, <laughs> but 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 it's easy for me to spot it when I see something come in. I say, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not right. That's not right. And, and 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 so I think if you're aware of the numbers, then you can take a look and you can say, yeah, you know what, the cost, my, my monthly budget costs are up, you know, nine percent in the last year. Or, or whatever the number is, but that'll help us plan going forward, right? Mm -hmm. Because what I want to ask everybody is, can you imagine how much you need to save 
or have you imagined, have you put pen to paper to figure out how much you need now that we had inflation at 40-year highs? Have you revised your numbers? Because I think if you haven't, you might be making a big mistake. And so I think you should take a look at your financial plans. If you're getting, if you're close to retirement, I mean, I've met plenty of people that I've sat down with. They've showed me their statements. We've talked about their situation. And unfortunately, I have to say, and, and they want to retire. They want to retire, but they're still working. And they say, what do you think? And, you know, can I, can I, am I good? Can I pull this off? And a lot of times I've had to say, I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I think you should keep working for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and, and the truth is that one extra year of work, that's one extra year where you're bringing money in, you're adding to your nest egg, you're saving more money. And it's one less year where you're drawing from the nest egg and spending down the money. So it has, it can have a dramatic impact on your overall financial situation, as well as the fact that that means you can put off claiming your social security for another year. Right. Sure. And, and, and so it can have very, very positive effects. Um, and so I would encourage everybody, if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough that you work in a job that you really enjoy, that you love what you do, oh my gosh, if you, and especially if you love the people that, you know, let's just say like, you like the you people like that the you people. work with. Let's say that. You yeah. like them. You don't have, you don't have to love them. Okay. okay but, good. But if, you, but if you like the people you work with and you like doing what you do for a living, oh my gosh, I would say try to keep working as long as you can because you're, you are, you have a blessing. You know, if you're in that situation, uh, a lot of people are not in that situation. And, and so I say, if, I, I really enjoy it when I'm talking to somebody and they tell me, yeah, I like the people I work with. I like what I do. I, I'm, I'm just tired of it and want to retire. That, then I say, you know what? You're fortunate and just work for another year, another year and a half. And, and your situation is going to be so much stronger that we don't have to worry about whether you should run out of money, even if you, even if you live to you know, 97. And that's the situation I want everybody in so that you have plenty of money right? You don't have to worry about it. You can do everything you want to do whenever you want to do it. And, and life is good, right? Mm-hmm. You, don't ha- you don't have to worry about, about inflation because we've got it taken care of. Well, and I, I think that leads into our next piece of sound here from Carlos Gutierrez. Uh, he's the former CEO of Kellogg, and he's talking about moving forward and how important that is in the process, no matter if there's some you know, short-term difficulties, still look ahead. You've got to be able to be willing to change and to be able to gauge when things are changing and and move as soon as you see that. Not just inflation, it's the supply chain, it's the great resignation, it's Ukraine. It, you know, all of these things, uh, COVID continues to be around. All of these things have added on to the burden of inflation. So it's a tough time. It's a tough thing to, 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 to manage through and you have to pick your choices, but I think you have to be fast. You have to be very fast when you decide which way you're going. Well, yeah, I think that makes sense, too. And, and that's why it's important to sit down with somebody like you, Kevin, to say, all right, what do we do? That's right. It, it, it is. And I, and I think he's right. You do have to make choices. And sometimes, you know, it, sometimes the choices are tough. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we, but we can sit down and we can figure it out and we can come up with a plan to get you where you want to be. Um, it, but it does take planning. And, 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 it, and the sooner, the better. And, you know, in a lot of cases, if, if you haven't done it and you're within 10 years of retirement, I would strongly recommend Find somebody that you can sit down with and talk to. You know, give me a call. I'd be happy to, to talk to you. I don't charge anything, you know, for consultations or office visits. I'm not a high pressure guy. Um, I, I want to help you find the solution. And the only thing I ask is that if it's something that you found found with me, then I would ask you to pursue it with me. Uh, but but there's no obligation. There's no cost. And at least you can get the information that can help you get on your way. 
That's really important. 800-975-6717. That's the number. Or you can just visit silverleaffinancial.com. Silverleaffinancial.com. Before we run out of time, I want to run one more piece of sound uh, from Sharon Epperson. We've heard from her before. um, And I I just like the way she kind of sums things up here. You also want to increase your stash of cash because mm-hmm. having that emergency fund, you may want to have a year or more. If we're looking at an uncertain economic time, the possibility of a recession, see if you can put some of that money in cash. And then you also want to make sure you do have a financial plan and you're test driving it. If you're not retired yet, what's this vacation going to look like? Make it look like what retirement might look mm. like. What would you do? Where would you go? Where would you live? I, uh, you know, again, she's she's very um, straightforward, and and I think that that was a pretty uh, good assessment of things. Oh, I think it, I think it's a very good assessment, and I think it's a really good idea. You know, yeah. I haven't heard stake I haven't heard staycation in a while. I'll admit. Oh yeah, it's coming <laughs> but, back. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while, but but I think it's a great idea. It's kind of like a. Um, there's other people who have called it like a what, like a test run for your retirement or right, something. Right. Yeah. But again, uh, I, we've talked about that before. Is and you think that's a good idea. I, I do think it's a good idea because, you know, some of the research I've been reading lately is, is you know, obviously money is a, is a, is a big concern for retirees. You, nobody wants to run out of money. Um, but one of the biggest concerns is having, having a purpose in life. And, and, you know, what do you do, especially for a lot of folks identify their, their, their identity is kind of tied to their job. And, and so when they retire, they feel like they feel a lost sense of identity, a lost sense of purpose. And, and so I think it's the retirement, uh, uh, the, the, the test, the test drive for retirement it's not just about money. It's about how are you going to occupy your time? What's going to make you happy? You know, what do you enjoy doing? How do you like spending your time? Uh, things like that. And I, and I think it's important to give those things serious consideration because there's a lot of people that, especially if, you, if you're working every day, all day, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're just going to retire, like switch, turning off the clock. And, and so Friday you retire and Monday you're, you know, you don't have that job. You need to have, you need to have a plan, right? What are you going to do? Uh, but one of the things that Sharon mentioned on that clip is very important to have an emergency fund. That is, I think, the first thing that everybody should do. And that's regardless of your age. Um, you should have an emergency fund if you're fresh out of college and you've got your first job. All right. Maybe three months or four months of, of uh, income is what you need at that stage because you're working and you have money coming in. You want to get to about six months of, of expenses that you have in, in like, like a money market account. Uh, some sort of account that doesn't have any fees or charges that's liquid that, you know, it's not the stock market, right? So you want to have emergency fund there. Um, and as time goes by and you get older, you want to build it up. I think six or seven months as you get older. And then I think as you get to retirement, you should think about one to two years of money because you don't have that income coming in. And so uh, I think it's important to have that emergency fund. And I'll tell you something I've been doing, Steve, is I've been building, I've been adding to mine because of inflation. Sure. I've been bumping it up. And, and, and so I'm bumping up, I'm bumping up my cash reserves. Uh, I'm still investing and uh, that doesn't change, but I am increasing my cash reserves, meaning my short-term money, you know, just, just in case, uh, just in case. Just in case. Well, I I think that's wise. And I think that's exactly what she was saying. And I think for a lot of us, the, uh, you know, going through COVID, our uh, emergency funds were kind of depleted. And so hopefully you've been, you know, go, you know, making it back, but it's, it's important to keep that process up. It is very important because that, that, that's that emergency savings is what is, is what's going to help you avoid having to put something onto a credit card that winds up costing you money because of interest and finance charges, right? Yes. If you have the emergency savings and now, I don't know, okay, for instance, with me personally, my air conditioner went out, Oof. okay? 
Luckily, it ha- I figured it out in the spring, okay, because in, in Phoenix, in this area, you don't want to be without air conditioning in, in July or August. No, um, and I would you know, guess it would take a little while to get somebody out there. It, oh, it, it did, and, and, and then, <laughs> now especially, it'd be very, I feel bad for anybody that needs one now, because um, like I said, I did it when, when, before it got hot, before it got really hot in the spring, and, um, but the other thing, guys, is when you call these folks out there, if you're calling a contractor, I don't care who you're calling, a plumber, an electrician, a flooring guy, a painter, a roofer, a landscaper, do yourself a big favor and get multiple quotes, all right? I, when I went to get an air conditioner, I got quotes all the way from 7,000 to 17,000, okay? For the, same, for the same house. It's the same house, same situation, same scenario, all right? And some of these guys were charging more money for a lower quality system, Okay. I literally, honestly, had at least 10, I had at least 10 AC, eight, eight, uh, HVAC, you know, heating, ventilation, air yeah, conditioning. Right. Yep. I, had, I had at least 10 of those guys come here, and I'm really glad I did because in the end, I found somebody really good, got me the best price for a high-quality unit, um, and he did a great job. And, um, but that cost me over eight grand. And, and, and if I didn't have the money in savings, you know, if you got to take it, do, put that on a credit card, that's how people start to financially spiral down. And that's something obviously all of us want to avoid. We do. So uh, by all by all means, make sure you've got that emergency fund. And one point, I know we're, we're getting ready to wrap here, Steve. Yep. Uh, I gave a couple stock picks recently. Yeah. I hope you guys have, have been following those. Uh, I, I, I uh, uh, said I like Marathon Petroleum two weeks ago in the low 80s, I think 81 or 82. Uh, that's up around 89 right now. Nice. Uh, I also said a little while back I like NVIDIA below 170. And uh, it actually went down in the 150s. Uh, but now it's back up to around 180. Okay, so so follow these picks. Please follow along. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.